I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit Hellsberg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in-store. And right now, get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details. Let's be real. Our most serious conversations happen when we pee together. And whether it's on the phone with your biffle or in a group at a nightclub with your fifth vodka cranberry in hand and makeup looking like a melted clown. Join us where we create a safe space for those of us who are always asking the questions we've grown up believing everyone around us has figured out only to realize none of us truly know what the hell is going on. Come along and laugh at us and we promise we won't take our absurdity personally. I need to pee. Do you need to pee? Will you come with us? All right. Welcome back to I Need to Pee podcast. This week we are talking about love languages. So let's take it back to the origins of love languages. It's been a big hype recently, and it's actually been around for quite some time. The love languages discussion actually started in 1995 when Dr. Gary Chapman released a book. Um, He was a marriage counselor, and since then many people have read this book. Our own producer has read this book. not sure how thoroughly, but we'll hear from him later, <laughs> see his thoughts, what his love languages are. But today we're going to talk about the love languages, what they are, um, how we show love, and we'll have some fun in between. So let's kick it off. Alexis, do you want to talk about the five love languages and what they are? So there are a culmination of five love languages defined by Dr. Gary Chapman. He is a marriage counselor and wrote the book in 1995, as you mentioned, Peyton. The first one is words of affirmation. The second is physical touch. The third is receiving gifts. The fourth, quality time. And the fifth, acts of service. So in no particular order, each individual has a combination of all five love languages, but certain ones resonate much stronger amongst different people. They kind of all speak for themselves. Obviously, words of affirmation is using your words to tell somebody how you feel, saying things like, I love you, recognizing them in a verbal way, recognizing their appearance, recognizing how you feel about them, expressing your emotions through verbal action. Physical touch is another obvious Gary Chapman really didn't leave any mystery behind these. Physical touch being that you are very physical in the way that you like to express your love and feelings for a person through kissing, touching, cuddling, intimacy, whatever that might be, a little slap on the ass, a little kiss on the cheek. I know most people I know love a good forehead kiss. I am definitely one of those. 
<laughs> Nothing feels much better than that. Receiving gifts is a more attainable love language. The act of receiving gifts is usually a compilation of either giving and or receiving. So it doesn't have to be one or the other, but typically somebody who expresses their love language by receiving gifts is usually also somebody who likes to give gifts as well. So show their generosity, not necessarily buying love, quote unquote, but you know, it's the kind of person who has a lot of sentimental value through physical things. Quality time is spending time with another person through just physically being together in the same room. So it could be traveling, it could be just sitting and watching a movie together, it could be going places or just sitting outside on the grass, having a picnic and just spending actual quality time together. And then of course, acts of service being going out of your way to do little things that make your significant other's lives a little bit easier. It could be something super small, like taking out the trash every day or cleaning the bathroom because you know that they hate doing that one chore. It could be something like shipping someone's packages or running errands for them and surprising them so they made their day a little bit less stressful or eliminated items off their to-do list. It could obviously also be really grand things, like if you are a step parent or even a co-parent, you know, going out of your way to spend time with your child so your significant other can have some alone time. It can manifest itself in many, many, many different uh, forms, as all of these can. I do find that acts of service you tends to be the one that gets forgotten, which I found really interesting. I've been talking about love languages a lot with my friends recently to ask them a bit about how their love languages have manifested themselves in both positive and negative relationships. And whenever we all try to list them, we always forget acts of service, which is either a signifier of my friends and I, <laughs> or just kind of like a less obvious one. So let me just, uh, let me just step in there really quick. Acts of service actually is apparently my number one. Yeah. Well, I actually have a question. You said the physical touch, a little spank on the ass. Would that count as like an act of service, you know, like tending to their sexual needs? Would that be considered more of an act of service, you know? No. <laughs> I also want to, yeah. I also want to rewind. Kiss on the forehead. I don't understand why is that your favorite thing? Why not like sex? <laughs> no. I'm... Or other kinds of kissing. I'm saying you know when I mean. someone does like a little sweet gesture, honestly, like getting like that very sweet, tender kiss on the forehead is such like a nice, warm, tingly feeling that you're just like, I feel very seen and appreciated and like loved. But I mean, we can get into this. I feel like I'm just going to end up giving mine away. No, yeah, I we already all know. We don't even need to guess yours. No, I love forehead kisses, but I hate the word tender. So if we could not use that ever again, that'd be <laughs> fantastic. Casey, you hate a lot of words. So you doing a podcast feels like a ironic action on your part. Tender, moist. Ugh. All right. So on that note, we thought it would be fun to guess what each other's love languages are. That being said, we have not shared our love languages with each other yet. However, we have known each other for a long ass time. So if we can't nail this, that's embarrassing for us. <laughs> Casey. How about we guess each other's top two? Because another thing I have found is that most people have two very high love languages. It's usually a combination of two different acts out of the five 
that dominate one person's personality. And then there's usually a much more dramatic shift on the lower range where it's kind of like a nice little triad of the, the sides. You've got your main entrees and then you've got your sides. Mm. Well, plot twist. I've got a lot of sides. <laughs> All right. So are you just like a 50% acts of service kind of girl? <laughs> no. I'm like, I have my top four according to this test. And then one that's just like the bottom of the dumpster. <laughs> All right. Interesting. I uh, think I can guess. Yeah, let's let's take a stab at Alexis. Let's take a stab at which is acts of service. And then Alexis, take a stab at number two. I think number two is giving and receiving gifts for Casey. Are you saying I'm a materialistic bitch? No, I'm saying that you are one of the most sentimental people I know in the sense that you can see an item and think this is good for this person. And you tend to find little items, almost like souvenirs of friendship that you tend to give to people. Nah, I'm just giving you a hard time. Yep, it's, uh, it's up there. <laughs> is it number two? Well, it's the top, I have top four. Is it like, an equal split? It's all within the 20% range. Jeez. Wow. You're interesting. Okay. I feel like words of affirmation is up there as well. Yes. Because you're very kind with your words. Yo, give me some sugar. Talk about my freckles. It's fine. Okay. So maybe the one that is the down under, the non-existent one for her, I have a feeling I know what it is, but I think it is too. Should we do it on three, Hayden? Yep. Let's do it on three. Okay. One, two, three. Physical touch. Physical touch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's coming in at a high three percent. <laughs> oh my god, what? That's what it says, guys. Three percent? I can't Let give me. away what I'm about to say, but oh, hold on a second. Mine away, I just need but. to go back. This quiz was challenging. It was like, would you rather receive a surprise like dinner or get touched? I'm like, <laughs> obviously surprise me with sushi <laughs> that's the that's just the that's how it goes but you know what's really interesting my significant other and I our tests are identical in the sense that it's about like the top four they're all the same except for they're like flip-flopped so my physical touch is three percent and his three percent is receiving gifts so it's like we're complete opposites in that sense where he really hates gifts and I really hate physical touch. So we just have to like flip flop it. And then other than that, we're like very much identical when what we like. And we'll get into that a little bit later to talk through what you do if your significant others is polar opposite from your own. Um, yes. I've got a good. Let's move on to Alexis. I think we can all safely on the count of three guess her number one. And it's probably Sex. way up there, which is ready. Three, two, one. Physical, Physical touch. You're wrong. What? what? Okay, then it's quality time. Nope. Words of affirmation. Duh. Damn it. Dude, remember, let's rewind when we were talking about, like, the dating history of, like, the people that love to, like, Shakespeare, their voice. Oh, know? that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Let's also recognize that I have a really good, you know how, like, the cliche is that girls date assholes? I date guys that don't believe in saying I love you. Hmm. Yeah, that is a problem. That's That's my version of the asshole. It's actually really interesting. It was very eye-opening for me to do this quiz because physical touch is 
very strong for me for sure. Like you could pretty much not let me go for 72 hours and I'm good with that. Like if you're just always touching me in some way, I'm really, really happy. But words of affirmation tend to be the thing that without realizing it consciously, definitely, definitely plays like the strongest role. And it was actually bigger for me by a whopping 10% above all. It is my 30%. So essentially you want to get serenaded and then I'm just looking for (laughs) dot, dot, dot. I'm just looking for a Lord Byron. (laughs) He was a famous poet. He wrote love poetry. Shut up. I Shakespeare. Like, you know what it is, is I like a man who's not afraid to tell you how they really feel. It's not like smooth talking. It's not bullshit. It's like, I am very attracted to the quality of somebody who can say, this is how I feel about you. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I want and what I like and how I see you. Because the reality is, is most men are taught that that is not masculine to be vocal in your emotions and to share how you feel and to be expressive in your feelings and especially your sensitive feelings. So if you can do that as a man, call me. I feel like we need to get a guy in on this. Wait, Wait, you didn't guess guess my number two. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. It's all about you, okay? (laughs) Just kidding. It was physical touch. (laughs) Yeah, duh. I think we established that. We did. Poems and sex. Done deal. (laughs) All right, we need a man in here. Bring them in, bring them in. about Alexis's statement? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dom. I'm the uh, producer of I Need a Pee podcast. And what was the question again? I said that most men are told and raised from a very young age that being expressive with your emotions and sharing your feelings and vocalizing anything that might be sweet or sensitive is looked down upon. And so I find it a very sexy and strong quality when a man is confident and can speak that way to me, a woman. My mom always told me a closed mouth don't get fed. So (laughs) trying to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I want to say right now, I don't want my mom to hear. (laughs) If you subscribe Uh, to the premium channel of I Need a Pee podcast, you'll be able to hear that conversation afterwards. Let's just say I'm trying to get fed too, Dom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like that high protein diet. Oh. Ew. Ah. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Oh. Nice. Wow. You're definitely gonna get more followers after this one, I guarantee you. Oh. DM us if you're interested. <laughs> so Dom, what is your oh, should we guess? Let's guess. Yeah, let's guess Dom. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I, didn't guess. I get the feeling. Dom's number one is acts of service because you've been so generous with us and you go out of your way so much just with us. And I mean, we're all in a relationship of our own, but I can only imagine the way that you show generosity and selflessness in your own romantic relationship. You just seem like the kind of guy who like goes out of his way to say, what can I do today to make my fiance's life a little easier and make her a little happier? I would agree with that. That's my first one. Quality time is also up there. Let's get a breakdown. Give us a hint as far as like, do you, are you like Alexis where you have like two strong ones? Are you a weirdo like Casey who has four and one not so much? 
there are three really low. Actually, no, there's two that are really low and one that's really high. And then the other two are like identical. What letters it start with? <laughs> it starts with so lazy. I know. Say, I say, did you say what? A K? No, no, no. How about this? How about we go backwards? How about I tell you okay. my the weak ones and then go up to the top? So you like gifts because we got you wings. You seem pretty pleased. <laughs> but could you look at that as an act of service? Yes. Like I, no. yes. I gave you I gave you service and then I got service. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So receiving gifts is my lowest one. I actually don't really require gifts that much. Although I, I, I like that. them, but I, I don't. He's a cheap date, ladies and gentlemen. Very Wings. Wings are like high class to me. <laughs> the next one, which was equal to receiving gifts, is quality time. I actually don't really enjoy quality time. I'd rather be by myself in hermit. It sounds really bad, but uh, I find that I can entertain myself in certain ways that some people just don't understand. And I don't need to jump into, you know, that. I, it's funny. I actually... I find myself sometimes like really excited, like, oh, I'm, I can't wait to see my family. I can't wait to see these people in a long time. And then I, that first hour, I'm just like, oh, fuck, I got to be with them for like the rest of the day. <laughs> mm. I want to go back. So that's sometimes my mentality. Now, the next one was a seven. So I did these numbers. I didn't do percentages wise, but I don't know how we got these numbers when I did this book about two years ago. Words of affirmation is number seven, like a point. It gives me seven points for words of affirmation. The high, the next one is physical touch. That was at an eight. And at a 12 was acts of service. Hey, nice. So you guys are absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah Dom, I'm that. with you. Quality time was my lowest as well. And I think that's because for me, quality time is very important, but quality time with physical touch. Like if we're just sitting there doing nothing, I find yeah, myself getting absolutely. very antsy and I would rather be alone and then spend quality time with you when you're ready to actually like engage with me. We're all on Zoom. I see your face. You're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You're like, when you're ready just to get naked, it's like, no. Nah. When you're ready to appreciate what's <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> Still sounds like I'm talking about sex, but I'm not. I'm curious then, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? <laughs> You know, it's like, okay, the difference between sitting in bed and like watching TV and playing on your phone versus like sitting and like watching a movie together and laughing about stuff and rubbing each other's feet. Like that's quality time. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm sitting next to you, that doesn't mean that we're actually spending time together. It just means that we happen to be cohabitating the same environment. Mm, I see what you mean. So you have to like, you. do activities together. Yes. Uh-huh. All right, Hayden, if we were still children, I would say that your least was physical touch. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an obvious. Uh, you know, given the amount of times you almost sucker punched me in the face for trying to hug you. <laughs> but now I'm going to say physical touch is kind of high for you. I would say that it's not number one, but could be number two, could be she's, number two or three. She's definitely quality time. Oh, for like hands down, it's obvious quality time is number one. Okay, yeah. so I'll give you a breakdown of, of mine. I have two extremely strong ones and then I have two like, eh, and then one that's super low. Okay. So you, you are on a very, very strong track right now. So in order from least to greatest, 
Yes. I'm going to say receiving and giving gifts is your lowest. Ding, ding, ding. Just, correct. Ah, yes. I'm going to say. Is it? Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm just kidding. Acts of service is your second lowest. No. Nope. Words of affirmation. Correct. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Then, and then acts of service. Mm-hmm. Then physical touch and then quality time. Great job. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but I love spending random amounts of time with people, even if we're just sitting in our bed on our phones. I don't care. I don't care what we're doing. I don't care where we're at. I just like to be around my significant other. So basically what I just learned is I'm the only one that appreciates gifts around here. (laughs) I don't know what that says about me. Actually receiving gifts and physical touch for me are pretty much tied. They were super, super close. So like words of affirmation for me was dramatically higher. And then I had two that were essentially equal, which are physical touch and receiving gifts. And then acts of service and quality time were quite low for me. To me, physical or not physical gifts, receiving (laughs) gifts and acts of service could go hand in hand because I'm not saying you need to buy me something nice, but if you left like a sticky note that said, hi, I don't know, like it's the thought that counts. Exactly. So I feel like those go hand in hand when I think about the gift part. It's not just me being like, buy me a Louie. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, that actually makes me think of, you just said sticky notes, Casey. And I remember, I don't think I'm making this up. So Hayden, keep me honest. But I feel like I remember that your dad used to like leave your mom little sticky notes in the kitchen and stuff. Like when he would go and do these like big hikes and runs and he'd wake up early and he'd be like, I love you. Maybe your mom told my mom that, but I'm pretty sure that like your dad used to write your mom like little love notes and stuff. The only love notes I got from my mom were when I woke up in the morning and there were sticky notes telling me the chores I had to do. (laughs) Yes, I remember that. I was just thinking that. I was like, I remember staying over at your house and waking up and there was a laundry list of things I had to do as well. And then I would be sitting there and all I'd hear is, guys, I'm leaving. Get to your list. Yeah, sticky notes just surrounded right at the bottom of the stairs right before I get to the kitchen it's like I'm trapped there's no way I can say I missed the sticky notes I'm surprised I remember this I'm surprised you didn't put your sticky notes on your ketchup bottles Kat Casey refill god yeah that's the only sticky note love it's like if you want the key to the bottle of ketchup you must first vacuum the (laughs) living room (laughs) That would get her moving. We should tell your significant other that. Uh, I feel like maybe there are times where he's like, how do I get Casey to do something for me? Just give her ketchup. So we all had- I thought of a very dirty thing just now. I'm pretty sure half of people did too. I can Wait, see. Yeah. what is it? I love it. Think about it. If you want something- if you, Marcus if you want puts ketchup done, all over his body. <laughs> I was thinking directly on his dick, but- Ew, that is, I love ketchup, but I don't like dick ketchup. Thank you. All I have to say You tried that? (laughs) Nutella. That sounds a little too close to physical touch for Casey's liking. That's true. That's true. The 3% shines bright when it does. It shines bright. Like a bottle of ketchup. It's Rihanna's next single. Shine bright like a bottle of ketchup. (laughs) Oh my God. So- If your significant other is very different, I I guess, by the way, all of our significant others took this test. Did anyone have their significant other's results come back very different? Me. This is Alexis. Alexis and Dom apparently have a very different significant other's 
Casey and Hayden, were you guys very similar to yours? Yeah, our number ones both were super strong quality time, which is ironic because we're in a slightly long distance relationship. So it's a little challenging to actually fulfill our number one, but her number two is not physical touch like mine. Fine. <laughs> so I guess we are pretty different in that way. My significant other and I, we both rank high on the acts of service side of things. So clearly we just want each other to be each other's slave. <laughs> as in status. We're in the relationship to have a slave. (laughs) Just kidding. But the only thing that we're really different on is the gift part of things. And the first six months of our relationship was actually super interesting because your girl just kept buying him gifts. Maybe not even six months. Honestly, probably the first year. Just lots of gifts. Christmas time, gifts, gifts, hug slipper, gifts. And then finally, we decided to be like mature about it. And he was like, you know what? Love your gifts. But honestly, it's just not really hitting home for me in my love language. And that's when I realized I was projecting my own love language on him. And that's when I had to take a step back. And first of all, you know, my bank account says, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) But that's when I realized I was projecting my own stuff onto him. And that's something that's really interesting about love languages, I think, is people assume that everyone has the same love language as them. And if they're giving their love language to them, that they're going to receive it well. And for me, that was like the quite opposite. Yes. So this actually brings up a very good point that I wanted to talk about. So I was doing some research and turns out a lot of couples have very different love languages and don't fear. It's okay if you have a different love language from your partner. It doesn't mean that you're more compatible if you have similar love languages. It just means that you need to communicate exactly what you need from the relationship. So Good job, Casey. You guys did a did a fabulous job of communicating your needs and kind of expressing, and people express their love languages different. You know, physical touch to one person might mean something completely different to the other. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually think that you're you're spot on. Yeah, no, you're spot on, Hayden. I so I asked my significant other to take the quiz. Obviously, we had premeditated that we were going to be recording this and we all agreed that we wanted to kind of compare and contrast how love languages have played a role in our relationships. And it was funny because when I asked my significant other to take the love language quiz, I'm pretty sure that he skewed his answers so that way they would match up to more of what I have been asking him to work on. Oh, shit. Yeah, I got it back and he was like really high in words of affirmation and I literally laughed out loud. And like receiving gifts was a non-existent, non-existent for him, which actually does track. But things like acts of service for him are very, very high. And so it was interesting to see how he was interpreting things that in my mind would have fallen into a certain category were so different from how they fell into a category for him. Dom, the producer. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really funny because when she took this, they were very strong in, very, very strong in words of affirmation. She's got like 12, right? And then physical touch is the next one. So I'm not a person of like, I'm not huge on on it all. Like, because she wrote this, I'm like, oh, words of affirmation and physical touch. But recently it's been like, I could switch these numbers around and be like, this motherfucker wants gifts. This motherfucker <laughs> wants gifts all the goddamn time. And trying to lure me and say, well, you're an act of service kind of man. Give me oh. gifts. 
And I'm like, Ooh. motherfucker, this don't, that don't work. Like they're not, I mean, they could kind of interconnect, but uh, you have no receiving gifts. Like, your number is so low. You don't need gifts anymore. But uh, I found myself buying a lot of gifts. I have a great, <laughs> a great idea for you. Please. Buy a cake and then write your words of affirmation on the cake. So it's Ooh. like a double win-win, little gift, little words oh. of affirmation. <laughs> and then, you know, chocolate cake. That'll lead to the to next. Sex. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, for a uh, words of affirmation and physical touch kind of girl, aka another Armenian, that ain't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hard. Alexis, maybe you can tell what would work. A very heartfelt letter tends to be very sweet. I have noticed in the past that if I've gotten, for example, like a Valentine's Day card and it just says like, love you lots, and then a signed name at the bottom, I will rip that shit up. I'm like, oh really? Not even an I love you? You know what I mean? Like there's a difference in the way that you choose to use your words. So when you do decide to use your words, even if using them on occasion makes you uncomfortable, really choose that opportunity to kind of like go above and beyond because if it makes you uncomfortable and you decide to put in that effort because of how important it is to your significant other, it tends to be that those moments will actually resonate much stronger. Mm -hmm. So looking into someone's eyes when you speak to them, you know, holding their hand as you express your feelings for somebody, really trying to articulate yourself in a way that doesn't kind of just seem passive. I've also seen people try to express their emotions and it kind of just sounds like they're reading their grocery list. They're like, I think you're great and you're very pretty and you are very sweet and generous. And I uh, think everything is going really well. Yeah, it's good. And you're like, great. And did you also need avocados? It's just, there's a difference to when you say you are one of the most important people in my life and I admire you so much and I couldn't imagine my life without you. Are you worried about that ever getting like overkill? No. Just curious, like if someone- No, not in my opinion. I've used the example of getting hit on at a bar and this is actually- I think where I've had the most success in trying to draw out that example of understanding the difference of how people choose to use their words. It's not saying something, it's how you say it. So I've actually expressed to my significant other that if I'm at a bar and another guy comes up to me while he and I are standing together and looks at me and goes, wow, like your outfit is so awesome. Like you look really cool. My boyfriend might say, yeah, that's cool. Like, nice. That was, yeah, you look really cool. Like your outfit is awesome because my outfits are always awesome. Uh, Versus if I'm standing at a bar and my significant other is right next to me and a guy comes up to me and is like, you are so beautiful. Like, oh my God, you, you take my breath away. I've just like never seen a woman more stunning than you. That's a very different experience, very different choice of words. And we'll probably get a very different reaction from the significant other standing next to me. So the way that you change, the way that you use your words could incite a different response emotionally on the female side or on the significant other side as well. You know, if a guy is hitting on your girl or if you're with your girlfriend and, you know, another girl comes up to her and is like, hey, like, you look super hot tonight. Like, do you want to dance with me? You're probably going to be like, um, bitch, I am right here and I will pull your fucking earrings out. Versus if a girl is like, oh my God, 
I need to know where you bought your shoes because they're incredible and you look so hot in them and they make your legs look amazing. Same kind of sentiment, very different response. I also think that's why words of affirmation for me personally is so important because they can be manifested in so many different ways and you genuinely have to put thought into how you use them. It can't just be a throwaway. So what would your significant other do if someone came up to you in a bar and said, wow, you are like the most beautiful woman ever? We don't even need to say what would he do. It's probably what happened when. Yeah. Aww, <laughs> this probably you. happened. Oh, that's really sweet. That is really sweet. Oh, I, I do have a, I have a really interesting story about this. And um, I want to know if you guys agree or not that if this was manipulation or my Ooh. way of using the knowledge that I had to execute on this problem that we were talking about. So I'm not a big, when it comes to cards and stuff, my, I'm usually like, hello, oh, happy birthday, love you lots. <laughs> but <laughs> Me too. <laughs> when I found out about it being words of affirmation, I decided to write a poem to her for her birthday. You guys want to hear it? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, and I use this for the words of affirmation. And I was like, I wonder what this will get me just to, just to gauge the level. So I wrote, I said, am I fortunate to say that I left earth and passed away because you're an angel? And my question is, what's the length that I can stay with this most beautiful thing that God could create? See, I am hungry for this rap game and you offer me buffet. So much that I can choose from when it comes to your style. Why wait for the sun when I can just wake up to your smile? Wow. Your mind frame is so cute to me. I used to lay it up, but with you now, I shoot beyond the three. The fact that all these girls show jealousy is telling me girls work all day to be perfect while you get an extra sleep. Yeah, see, that was extra deep. That should have earned me points for you to stand next to me. Don't think I'm just feeling you with these lies. I just want my kids to have your beautiful eyes. Oh, my God. And uh, let's just say uh, we haven't twins. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! They'll both have your beautiful eyes, one for each of you. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. You having babies. Having babies. Having babies. Did did you conceive that night? Is that what that got you? No, no. I mean, that was, (laughs) no, I didn't. didn't. (laughs) I'm I'm saying I was figuratively talking about that, but but that night it, it was a definite different response, right? Like, just adding that little extra mm-hmm. in there. But I would ask, is that manipulation? Well, I just learned something no. about manipulation. If I get a poem written to me, I might have the opportunity to have twins. And that's all I want. So thank you. Noted. <laughs> Listen, we're all manipulative, especially romantically one way or the other. You know, as women, we get dressed up, we put our makeup on, we shave our legs, we wear little short skirts and super high heels because they make our calf muscles go boing. And that's manipulative. You know, we do that so we can manipulate a man into looking at us. And we're just like a big, beautiful peacock, which is actually the male peacock. But you know, it's like, oh my God, I look at you, you catch my eye. And it's like, boom, a man can also do those things, but the opportunities are a little bit different. I mean, I can only speak from my own heterosexual life, so I can't necessarily articulate what it would be like in a different type of a relationship. You know, I've never dated a woman, so I don't know what that would be like. I'm also not a man who has ever dated a man, so I don't know how that translates either. But I can say that as a female, I definitely find myself using the assets and the abilities that I have to kind of manipulate the male mind into wanting to see and think 
what I want you to see and think. But boobs. Uh, yes. Half yes. muscles, apparently. Half. Um, Half I was a dancer. I was a dancer for 24 years. My calves are incredible. <laughs> but point being, there wouldn't be centuries of men who are famous for love letters and for poetry and for writing words that would bring women literally to tears if that wasn't an effective form of manipulation. And honestly, one that just works in for the right kind of woman. I can see a lot so of like you keep happening. doing you <laughs> and was your were your words of affirmation high too i can't remember me yeah 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 so and also i was in my research we typically give in the way we want to receive so you probably felt like hey that would be special to me so you were also getting some type of enjoyment out of it by giving that to her because you know on your end you would also enjoy that Whereas if someone were to give me a gift that wasn't very meaningful, I wouldn't probably go out of my way to give a gift very meaningful either because I know it wouldn't mean anything to me. That makes sense. Got it. We all selfish. (laughs) Yep. Basically, Um, that is the truth. (laughs) That is just the core of human nature. We are selfish beings and we want to manipulate everyone around us into giving us what it is that we need and what we want. So we just do it and (laughs) (laughs) we just do it. In one of five different ways. So basically, our takeaway for today is communicate. Talk to your partner about their needs and express your own needs in return. Because we are not mind readers. We will not know what our love language is unless you do some self-reflection. you know, Maybe take the quiz. It's really easy. It takes five minutes online. And then have a discussion with your partner. If they are different, even if they're similar, you might express those same desires in different ways so you gotta talk it's the bottom line definitely i have spoken to a number of people who were very very hesitant didn't believe in all this kind of stuff thought it was just a bunch of like self-help phony bullshit and took the quizzes and realized how relatable they actually truly were and that you can love someone very very much but the reality is is if your love languages don't line up and if you don't have those conversations It can be very, very difficult and straining on a relationship. But if you do understand what your love language is and what your significant other's love language is, it can tend to help facilitate really challenging conversations because it might help you find the words to articulate what it is that's missing for you or how you can be a better partner to the person you love. It's kind of like horoscopes. You know, they say that you're meant to be with this other horoscope, which isn't always the case. You can always work through it. And it's kind of just like this. You work through it, have the conversation, and you can make it work. And sometimes you can't. And that's just how life goes. All right, guys. Well, uh, we've been in the bathroom for a while. And Hayden needs to go spend some quality time with the U.S. women's soccer team. So Mm -hmm. on that note, we're just going to pee real quick. But we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Legacy CRM platforms have made you compromise for far too long. With HubSpot's CRM platform, you don't have to choose between enterprise tools that are powerful or easy to use. It gives you both, so your marketing, sales, and service teams can align with ease, accelerate sales, and anticipate every customer need. Finally, there's a CRM platform that helps you run better so you can grow better, without complexity ever getting in the way. Learn more at HubSpot.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.